Hello and welcome to Witchy Wellness Radio. I'm your host, Lauren Cholantani, women's holistic health coach and fellow recovering perfectionist. This podcast was created to show you that your body is not in the way, it is actually leading your way. I am very particular about the type of CBD and hemp products that I use. There's so much hype and lack of testing and quality in the industry. So the company that I love and use is Evo Hemp. Not only do they have a beautiful product like hemp seeds, CBD oil, gummies, even hemp chocolate, protein bars, protein powder. They also support a 40-acre co-op farm in Minnesota, which is farmer-owned, focusing on bringing equality and innovation back to black, indigenous, and other socially disadvantaged farmers. So if you are looking into trying any type of CBD or hemp products, head over to evohemp.com. The link is in the show notes. And make sure you use code WITCHY, W-I-C-T-H-Y, for 20% off of your purchase. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Witchy Wellness Radio. This is a show you learn how your body and emotions are not in the way, but they are actually leading the way. And today we have Lisa Salavitas, which I said it right, I think. And we're here to talk about mindful decluttering, home organization, and Marie method. Lisa is a professional organizer and Marie certified consultant who guides women from overwhelmed and stressed out to organized and thriving. She approaches tidying in a holistic way and emphasizes the multitude of benefits of clutter-free living has such as improved mental health, financial benefits, better time management, and so much more. With over a thousand coaching hours of experience, Lisa has worked with clients ranging from top executives and entrepreneurs to influencers, artists, and stay-at-home moms, applying her signature 5S framework. Lisa enables her clients to free their homes and minds from any baggage that is holding them back. Welcome to the show, Lisa. Hi, Lauren. I am so grateful to be here. Uh, me too. I'm, we haven't had any home home organization or mindful decluttering experts on here. It's something that I love and I feel so much better when my my home, my closet, my life feels mindfully organized. And really the less I have, the, the, the more that I feel that I can live and be my best self. So I knew that you would be completely aligned and I'm sure the listeners will love you as well. But I wanted to jump in hearing how you got into this work. I don't know if there was a a need for decluttering in your life and how you how you came across this, but I love to hear people's hero's journey and how you got into doing this beautiful work. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm trying to make it short, but <laughs> I so I know a lot of people say, you know, this changed my life. I mean it has changed my life and like <laughs> I get I all get to that, but I've always been a pretty organized and I would say even like minimalist person. I never liked having a lot of stuff. Um, but how I got into that. So I'm sure most of your listeners are probably familiar with Marie Kondo. I mean, she's a household name at this point, I think. And when her 
first book came out, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, I, you know, people were talking about it. I checked it out of the library and I started reading it and I was fascinated by it that she was writing about such a topic. At this point, I didn't even know that professional home organizers existed. And she was talking about this and I was like, yeah, this is totally aligned with, you know, what I'm preaching to my husband. And we read this book together. So that's, that's a, a little funny story, <laughs> but we read it together, like one chapter at night. And my hope was that he would realize that he has too much stuff. Right. And I, I think we didn't even finish the book and I kind of forgot about it, but this was kind of my first introduction to her and her method. And then a couple years later, maybe like one or two years later. So I was working in, um, you know, my job at that time. And I quit my job because I was, I don't know, unfulfilled. I was looking for something different and I allowed myself some time off. So I was like, you know what? let me just take some months off and, and figure out what I want. And I was listening to a podcast interview. Um, so I don't know if you're familiar with Tim Ferriss, but he interviewed Marie Kondo and it kind of made me look into her again. I went on her website and she wasn't as big as she is now, you know, with all her followers and, and her Netflix show and all of that, that was before that. And I found out that she is training people in her method. And at that time, there were, I think, worldwide 17 people certified in her method. But something just clicked. And I was like, this is something I can do. I am naturally organized. I'm good at like guiding and teaching people. And this is just really aligned. Like, I would not want to, I mean, I do this sometimes, like, don't get me wrong, I like to make a space pretty and aesthetically pleasing, but for me, it makes more sense to kind of teach people how they can maintain an organized home and to really show them how life-changing it can be. So I immediately signed up for her program, which was you know, a bunch of different things, and it took me six months to get certified. And yeah, I started my business, and here we are today. Beautiful. For those of us listening that might not be familiar with the Calmary method, could you give us kind of a rundown of what that means and maybe why, why it's different than a lot of other decluttering organization methods? Yeah, so I always like to kind of compare what traditional professional organizing means and in most cases, and I'm not saying, you know, I don't want to give like a blanket statement, every organizer works this way, but that's from my experience, how a traditional professional organizer works is they usually go in to a client's home and organize for them. So there's not as much of an emphasis on decluttering first, um, but more about making a space pretty. And it's also by location. So you would hire a traditional professional organizer to organize your pantry or organize a specific room in your home. And the KonMari method is a little bit different in the way that it's really a whole home approach. So the ideal is that you touch each and every single, like each and every item in your home and make a decision about it. So it's a whole home approach and it's by category. So we look at, and not by location, right? So we look at all of your clothes, ideally, 
at once so that you can make an informed decision about what to keep and what not to keep. And this is what I think, you know, I'm biased, of course, but I think this is the most effective way of how to go about decluttering. And the idea is that you do a tidying festival, that's what we kind of call it, meaning doing this whole home, touching each and every item once in your lifetime, and then you're kind of equipped to maintain it with those maintenance principles that I teach my clients uh, forever. And you don't have to do this whole festival again. And there are a couple of core principles that the method has, and maybe let me run through that, and then people should be able to understand what, what the method is all about. So the first principle is to envision your ideal lifestyle. So the method is not just like an organizing decluttering method. It, it really is much deeper. And we want people to kind of, understand you know it's not just about that but it's more about creating a clean slate for you to be able to live your your envisioned life so the first thing we do is envision your ideal life when i would work with clients i have them kind of fill out a vision questionnaire so i ask them some questions what are your real goals with doing that it's never really about making your space more aesthetically pleasing of course that that can be part of it but it's what why like why, right? Because maybe people want to spend more time with the kids or more time doing the things they're really passionate about. And at the time, they don't feel like they can because their home is cluttered and they you know, don't see um, out of it. And the second principle is to commit to tidying up completely. So that kind of goes back to the whole home approach because that's when I really see when client really go all in and through the whole home, that's when the method sticks and they don't have to do the whole thing again um, in a couple of years or ever, right? Then the next principle is to tidy by category, not by location. We already talked about that. So that's a core principle of the method. And then there's also the next principle is to follow the correct category order. So let me walk you through the five, it's like five main categories and why you should follow this order. So the first um, category is clothing. We also include clothing accessories in that, um, like shoes and handbags and stuff like that. The second category is books. Then we have papers, number three. Number four is kimono. So that's the Japanese term for miscellaneous items. And again, that's a very broad category. So we, I break it down with my clients and into let's say kitchen stuff like that and then the last category is memento sentimental items and the idea is that you start with like an easier category and work your way up to the what people have most difficulty with making decisions on are usually sentimental items so clothing is very it's close to your body you are you are used to making a decision about clothing every single day, you know, un unless you decide to stay in bed all day, which is totally fine as well. But usually we make the decision about what we wear every single day. So it's like we're used to making this, um, to kind of make a decision about clothing. So it's, I'm not saying it's the easiest category for everyone, but it kind of makes sense to start with clothing and then it gets a little bit more difficult. A lot of people have, 
trouble with papers and stuff like that. And kimono is just such a vast category where people need a lot of help with kind of breaking down how we do that. So that's the idea behind it. Start with something easy so you don't get discouraged and then you are equipped to tackle mementos in the end. Um, the next principle is to that the first step should always be decluttering or what I call joy checking, meaning making decisions about, so let's say you have your pile of clothes in front of you. I want you to work on decluttering first and not worrying about, oh, how am I going to organize this later? So first step is decluttering and the second step should be organizing. Because I always say it's like wasted brain space, brain energy, if you think about what to organize, if you if you don't even know how much stuff you're, you're left with. Um, and the last principle is to only keep what sparks joy. So this is kind of the main deciding principle that I teach my clients to make a decision based off on. And sometimes people have trouble with that. So I have kind of like what I call helper questions that I like to ask when I'm with a person, you know, in, in person. Um, so we really get to what really does spark joy for you. And we also always go back to the vision because that really helps when I ask people, well, would this fit into your vision of your ideal life and that's when when things usually click so so yes so that's kind of the core principle principles of the method and i hope that um helps people understand what it is and it's also which is not um so there's also big importance on being mindful and expressing gratitude so that's an aspect where for example especially when people let things go i encourage them to say thank you to those items, you can think it, you can say it out loud. And to some people, it, it's quirky, you know, because in, in this country, we're not used to this. Um, I mean, the method, you know, Marie Kondo is from Japan. She has a Zen Buddhism background. So that's a little bit different and that's kind of infused in the method. But um, it's something that I encourage people to do and being grateful for the items that protect you and that um, you know, make it able, make, make it, um, your items really allow you to live your life, right? Your items are, are, do represent you in a way. So being grateful for things that have allowed you to live your life, um, I think is important. Wow. Yeah. So, so beautifully well said for me, I sum it up as does this spark joy? It's kind of the, the the catchphrase that I've heard over the years about the yeah. Marie Kondo's method. Um, and I was telling you off air, I just recently moved for the second time in a few months. And each time I've gone through with that vision in mind with my clothes, more specifically, are, is this, does this spark joy? Is this, is this the vision that I hold for myself? And I letting go of the logical part of, well, I should keep this for the, 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 and I'm recording in the closet and I'm so happy looking at all my clothes Awesome, <laughs> laid out. You can see all of them here to my right. Um, but that's just one, one area of, of how this can ripple effect into your life. And I love your kind of mission statement of helping high achieving women go from overwhelmed to organized 
so they can thrive in a stress-free space. And you kind of started to touch on this with just with the core principles of having that vision, right? That's that core principle of, you know, where we want to go, who we want to be. Could you, could you talk to us more about how this mindful decluttering and organization can really help jumpstart you to where you want to be? Have you taken the anxious personality quiz yet? Real talk. Not all anxiety is created equal, nor can you manifest the same way with it. Yes, that's true. You can manifest with your anxiety. I created this quiz so you can figure out how your anxiety manifests in your life, your emotions, your thoughts, and your actions. And when we have more insight into what our triggers and how to catch them faster, we're able to make lasting change and amplify what we want to manifest in our life. You can find out your anxious personality type at anxiousquiz.com. Learn to embrace and manifest with your anxiety today. Yeah, absolutely. So I always say tidying has can have a positive ripple effect on your entire life, really. And as I said before, it's it's not just about making a space aesthetically pleasing. And that's that might be some people might come to me with that, but once we start and once they see the impact a clutter-free space can have on their entire life, really, that's when it clicks, right? Um, and I always say it's about crafting or setting the stage for living your envisioned life. Because when you free yourself from any baggage or distractions, and that's what clutter really is. Clutter is something that you're not happy about otherwise it would be a beloved item something that sparks choice so clutter is really something that shouldn't be there and it's just a distraction from you pursuing whatever you want in your life um, so when you free yourself from that that anything that doesn't bring joy holds you back from moving forward or keeps you stuck in the past um, it unlocks something, it frees your mind, it, it really creates space, not just physically, but also in your mind, right? Oftentimes, people after first session, they say, I feel so much lighter. It, it, it has, I say, often it has impacts on, let's say, different areas like time, right? It, it creates time because the less stuff you have, the more time you're creating. Like you, you, you need to make, um, there's less decisions you have to make. For example, if you have less clothes, if you can find anything and see everything in the morning that you have, it's super easy and quick to pick out an outfit. Uh, let's not forget everything sparks joy, right? So you don't have, you're, you're not saying anymore, oh, you don't have anything to wear, even though your closet is full um, but it's really easy to pick something out um, what i also often find is that people shop less so it completely changes their mindset in a way that once you know exactly what you have and you know it sparks joy for you you don't feel this urge and need to go out and buy something again and i always i know um, i give the same example all the time but my husband is the perfect example for that. He used to go out and go shopping almost every single day, just like he was also like a bargain hunter. 
And so it just brought him joy, I don't know. And now he doesn't do it anymore. He, do, he completely stopped once he was open to going through the method with, with my help. Uh, he has stopped because now he says, I know that I have lots of things that bring me joy and everything fits. And I don't have to go out and, and buy something anymore. So that's another benefit that I see. Um, there's an impact, a positive impact it can have. Yeah, so on your finances, it's a perfect example, right? You're shopping less. Um, often we even find money or think about having your paperwork together, right? Every, if everything is organized. You've gone through all, all your papers. Um, you are as organized so that you don't pay your taxes. There's so many different examples, right? Uh, but just to give a few, um, then it can also have an impact on your physical health. So I've worked with people, for example, on the kitchen, right? And it was a nightmare before, and now they can prepare health, healthy meals before, don't have to live off of takeout anymore. Um, mental health, we, talk, we touched on that, right? The like the most um, mentioned word I would say is overwhelm when people talk to me and they say, I just feel so overwhelmed. I had a client once say, I'm just so anxious. I don't even want to get out of bed anymore because it makes me so anxious, this whole situation, right? So yeah, just a, just a couple of areas, life areas that are really in, can be impacted by decluttering your space. I can imagine the past couple of years, you know, people being at home more often and staying inside is probably amplified this even, even more. And I, I just moved cross country and I was just thinking it was really freeing, letting go of pretty much everything and driving down here and starting from scratch again. It has, <laughs> I know that feeling because it's like, wow, I really don't need all of this stuff that was just clutter and just weighing me down. Um, have you seen a difference the past couple of years, you know, post COVID with, I guess the, I guess the urgency, I would think that it's probably in a sad way, good for business for you <laughs> in a way. Yeah, absolutely. So just like you said, people like here in New York city, for example, a lot of people left the city and went you know rented a place for those months just to have more space in nature and then they would come back into the city and realize yeah this is making me anxious i have lived months without my stuff and now i realize i need to change something and i don't need all of this anymore uh, another aspect or another thing was like the working from home thing right so people more and more people, well, everybody <laughs> really had to work from home, right? So they needed to create those spaces, declutter, so that they were able to productively work from home. Because all of a sudden, we had to spend all this time at home in, in those four, within those four corners or walls, whatever you want to call it. And people were overwhelmed because they were not used to that. And creating this space where, where they could productively function in a, in a work setting, but also to 
you know, they needed to be able to live there as well and kind of separate work and personal life was important because that's how we needed to survive in a way. And it hasn't really gone away. I mean, a lot of people still work from home, right? So there's really this need of making your space function as best as possible. And reducing clutter really helps with that. Oh yeah, total shift from working from home and on top of all of that. I know that's, I definitely manifested that now. My job is completely work from home. So it was a transition. And for a lot of people, it didn't, it didn't work out that, you know, the either the clutter or just personality and a lot of, a lot of shifts had to be made worldwide. Um, so I know you you're you're in New York City, but you also work virtually as well. If people are interested in learning more, how they can work with you, what kind of packages or services can can they get a hold and work with you on? Yeah, absolutely. So I offer my tidy strategy VIP day, and this is where I help people basically plan out their whole entire tidying festival because. One of the questions I get asked the most is how do I start or how do I get this done? I'm so overwhelmed. So I walk them through my frame, my 5S framework on that day. So it's really just one day spent with me and I get to peek into their home. We do a home tour. We break up down all the categories. We schedule out all of their sessions. I teach them the method. They get a whole workbook. So and then they also get follow-up support. So that's my tidy strategy VIP days. So if people are not in New York City um, and are interested in that, they can get in touch with me about that. Awesome, awesome. Um, before we start to end the show, I wanted to ask, you know, I'm thinking of the show. <laughs> this kept popping in my head, so I had to ask it. I was just talking this past week with my friends about the hoarder show. There's like a reality TV show. And just we we touched on the mental health and we touched on the shop less shopping. I just wanted to kind of ask you your own kind of takeaways, like emotionally, mentally, seeing people kind of heal through decluttering, like some examples that that you've seen that maybe have surprised you of like just the, the beautiful internal healing process because whether you have a lot of clutter or not, I know that it's just a reflection of what's what's going on on the inside. Yeah. So in terms of hoarders, I mean, I have to mention, I that's more of like on a different level, right? So I, I personally, I don't work with hoarders and that's, um, that's a deeper issue. And, um, but... What I've seen people, I mean, really when I see the biggest impact, when, when people really are determined and stick to the method and do the whole home, and that's when people stay motivated and keep it up. And I have worked with people who said, okay, I am not really into folding my clothes, for example. And then I, I, I just say, you know, give it a try. Give it a try and see how you feel about it. I'm not going to be forcing you to, to do it, but see how you feel about it. And then those people, they keep it up because they're so motivated 
by the result. So the result of, of something looking pretty, it, it changed because they, they, they have not seen something like this before, or they are motivated by how it makes them feel when they open the drawer. They, when people come from a background, and I actually, I work with a lot of people who say, my parents are hoarders and I've never learned any different Right. So that's when they seek help and they feel like they're having similar tendencies. Right. But they're not really actual hoarders. Um, you just have to show them the possibilities. And that's when they change. Um, yeah, I don't know if that answers your question, but I, I, and I also maybe one last thing I have learned to never underestimate my clients. Right. So it's bad. I mean, I don't like the word bad, but people always say this is probably the worst home you've ever seen. I'm like, yeah, probably not. But <laughs> um, it's you can always fix it. It's just it's really just stuff, right? And if you take one step at a time, you will get to the end. And people can do great things. And if you just follow the method, trust the method, and take it one step at a time, you will achieve your vision. Beautiful. I mean, that's, that's to be said about life. Just take it one step at a time. Keep that vision in mind. It's really, that's real. That's really it. We could just end it right here. That one sentence. Um, thank you so much, Lisa, for coming on today. Was there anything else that you feel called you want to talk about or wrap up before we start to close the show out today? Yeah, so um, if people are interested in decluttering their space or feel like they need a shift in their life, or even if it's, I work with people who are pretty minimalist even, right? But they feel like they need to refresh their space, something feels off, you can still benefit from going through all your things and kind of look at things from the angle of joy. So if people are interested in learning more about the method or receiving um, a tidy category checklist, they can download that on my website or on my Instagram. And I would encourage them to just pick one subcategory. So there's like multiple pages of, you know, different like clothing subcategories and all the different categories that we talked about. Pick one and go through it. Ask yourself if each and every single item brings you joy and if you feel inspired you can pick an, another one so that's one step that people can take if pulling all of your clothes out feels too overwhelming which is completely understandable um, that's one thing that they can start with beautiful thank you so much again for sharing your wisdom and experience and and spreading your joy with us today how we need the listeners as a big act of gratitude be of service for you in return today, Lisa. Yeah, so you can, why don't you work on your vision? Since we started um, talking about, you know, the method and what it's really about, I encourage people to maybe make a vision board or answer um, if you DM me on Instagram, I'll give you three, three questions that you can answer for yourself and kind of start working on your vision and uh, go from there before you jump into the actual tidying. And then you can download my checklist and, and start 
uh, tidying if you feel inspired. Oh, beautiful. Of course. Of course, I needed to hear that last part. Get, clear, get clarity on that vision, because that is literally what was on my list to do today of my next vision of my life. <laughs> and never it ceases to amaze me. My guests, you beautiful guests that come on. It's always what I need to hear, too. So thank you so much for coming on to the show today. I know I learned a lot and sparked a lot of joy inside of me. Thank you, Lauren, so much for having me. I feel really honored and grateful to be here today. And um, yeah, thank you so much. And remember, open up, surrender, trust, and let your body lead the way.